and welcome to the newest recording of Marta the Minimalist podcast, where I teach you established or emerging entrepreneurs how to declutter your life, your brain, your business, so that you can have a thriving and successful career as an entrepreneur and not burn out. And I love to bring in established and successful experts to tell you some of the things that you do want to work into your schedule while you declutter out what doesn't work for you and proven tactics to grow your business in a fun way that lights you up. And nothing lights me up than recording this very podcast, which is why I've brought on Jess, who is going to tell you all about why, 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 why is it so important that you at least explore the option of starting your own podcast. She's been producing for eight years now. We're on the eighth year of her uh, of her show, and she's been producing some of the highest ranking podcasts out there. Number one, amazing podcasts that are winning award after award after award. And although they're a lot of fun and they light me up, they are also a lot of work. So people will bring someone like Jess on to do all the work for them so they can just show up on the mic. But Jess, why should they give a shit? Why should they listen to you? Who are you? Uh, Well, uh, first of all, Marta, thank you for having me on. Uh, This is actually pretty cool to be joining you on this particular show for this uh, particular topic. But uh, for everybody out there, I'm Jess Brannis. I'm host of the Drinks with Jess podcast, which you already heard is going into our eighth year. Um, And I do, yes, produce uh, podcasts and video casts or what we call vodcasts all over the country uh, that go out all over to the world. Um, But why should people listen to me? Because I'm probably one of the best. I mean, you're I'm just going to, I'm just going to be flat out. I'm, Other I'm than the fact that you're entertaining. I'll tell you, you know what though, Marta? And I, I think this should go like across the board. And I know yeah. this from being a teacher, you know, I was a teacher for 17 years. And the one thing, even though the administration didn't like me, the one thing I can say about no matter what type of work you do, no matter what type of business you do, no matter what are, what your sales strategies are, the main thing about every person, if you're an entrepreneur is to be likable. Mm. because I don't sit there and, you know, people invite me to all these, oh, let's give you the sales presentation on this software or this new product Mm. or whatever. And I could tell you if I, it could be the best presentation in the world. If they're flat and I don't find them likable, it's cut off. Mm. And we do that with guests. Well, I haven't done that with my guests, but when I was in live radio, we used to do that with our guests too. Mm. We had a comedian on flatlined, not funny at all monotone everything and my producer at the time because I was the host of the show and the you know the producer uh was doing his job and looked at us and he just gave me the the cross the next signal and cut the line we were only five minutes into our interview wow and then we had to claim technical problems so what is that's how it really works (laughs) that's that's crazy I had no idea and now I'm wondering well what did you do with the rest of the time I guess you just said you claimed technical problems but but so what is the connection between being liked and likable and having a podcast how does having a podcast create that connection for their ideal Mm -hmm. client audience whatever their venture is well uh, you know first first and foremost uh, a podcast the main reason for the podcast is not only having a voice in order to inform or educate or even entertain people, but the point of a podcast is to not grow an audience, but build a community. Whether you are an individual person who has a passion or a hobby or knowledge of something that you want to share with others who are the same like-minded people, whether you want to 
um, utilize it to help put your business or your product or your service out there and inform people about what you do and other people who may be either looking for that information or even are in the same field of that industry. And one thing that a lot of people are doing, and I don't think uh, uh, some are made aware of this, but a lot of businesses, including institutions like schools, a lot of them are formulating internal podcasts because as a business, you know, nobody likes department meetings, right? Nobody likes going to those Oh, stay late after work for a meeting. Uh, I mean, I hated it as a teacher, but Mm -hmm. especially during COVID, what they could do is they created an internalized podcast that still somebody would have to produce and would go out to certain departments. That way the employees could listen to it on their commute. So it wouldn't take away from their productivity time. They wouldn't be bored. They wouldn't be swearing at their boss for making them to stay late. You know, so there are so many ways to utilize the podcasting arena and Putting your voice out there is a technique in what we call tonality. So how you speak, which is how you connect to other people. That's what makes you likable. It's not the words that you say. It's how you say them. Yeah. Can you share an experience of somebody who wanted to have a podcast? They had a podcast on their heart um, and they came to you and they were like, I have no idea how to get started. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what to do with it next. And you were able to produce it for them. And what kind of results did they have from it? Um, Well, usually that's what happens first is that they have an idea and everybody says, oh, I should talk about this on the microphone. Oh, oh, I think somebody would like this. Oh, this is a great title for a show, which normally it is. Do you ever next sit and you go, no, that's a terrible mm, idea. There was a show now. So my company, Brannis Enterprises, so we do all the um, Mm podcast development, video cast development, production, editing, even distribution to all the channels mm-hmm. uh, and into the marketing tactics for every episode. But there are times where we have to kind of cut something off. So we have a spinoff of our company called Be The Voice Podcast Network. And we focus on, I mean, at first we just launched it uh, with like five shows, but then we started to trim down and focus exactly on what we wanted. So we want those socially conscious um, activist type of shows because those gain a community and it's chock full of information that people want. So we're kind of gearing it towards that with bringing those shows on. But we initially had brought on a show and it was a great idea because it was for the gaming community. You know, the Star Wars, Star Trek, you Mm -hmm. know, Nintendo playing people, which I know nothing about any of that. And I have no fascination. I'm not. I'm like, I have no idea. No, I don't. I don't want to go dressed up like a, you know, Pokemon into a conference room. Like that's not my thing, but I feel like Pokemons have nothing to do with, uh, superheroes or Star Wars, but that's okay. I get the (laughs) rest. I get, I got nothing. I got nothing, but, but I'm right there with you. But what I liked about the show was that That is a huge community. The gaming community, all the people that play video games, do all that stuff. Like, first of all, they're all bonded. Mm -hmm. So it's like watching Big Bang Theory times like a million. Right. Right. And they they can't get enough of it. They want more resources. And and they have technological prowess. Mm -hmm. So they are the ones who listen to podcasts. I'm like, wow, a podcast about all this stuff for that specific community. And we would even stream it on what's known as Twitch, which is, I mean, now a lot of people do their live feeds on Twitch, but it was originally used for gamers to play Mm -hmm. video games online and to actually show their techniques. Right. So I was like, this is a great idea. 
so we started producing it. And the guy who was one of the hosts actually used to do audio engineering, which made it easy because he's like, you don't have to edit a thing. I will do all the sound editing, all the quality control, everything and send it to you. He didn't do it well, which drove me nuts because then I had to redo it. Mm. But um, what made it flat was there wasn't consistency. Mm. He was like, oh, I want this to come out every two weeks, which can be fine. And then it was like, oh, the other host can't show up. And then they start covering a topic that was covered on the previous podcast. And it just wasn't, it wasn't new enough and it wasn't relevant enough. And I think that's important for any businesses to make sure that your product or service or even podcast is relevant. Right. You know, when I record drinks with Jess, for the most part, with the exception of the past couple of weeks, because of everything going on, Mm -hmm. because we do a lot of commentary on the 24 hour news cycle, I make sure my information is as relevant as possible. Like I have friends who are journalists at NBC. And if I call them in the morning and say, hey, listen, did you see this this morning or last night? Do you want to jump on the mic with me in like an hour? And they say yes. Like we are that up to date on everything. So I think, you know, depending on the show, you kind of have to be at least not on a 24 hour loop, but at least be relevant to what's going on the week that you're recording or the week that you're expecting your show to go out. And uh, what are the benefits of that? What are, what are you seeing that your clients are reporting or have reported over the years of the benefit of being consistent and having a juicy podcast that people actually want to listen to? Uh, I think it's it's the fact that it keeps people in the loop. And what keeps people listening is it's they want to see if somebody says something different about the situation or the topic. Mm. They want to make sure they have all the information. I am one of those people, you know, like if you if you're sick with something, whether it's a stomach virus or whatever, I'm going to know where you were, how you got it, what you feel like, how many hours it took. Like, I need to know everything. I am one of those people. So if you're scrolling through, let's say, uh, I don't know, a news story about a new product coming out and you're kind of like, oh, well, this makes it sound good. But behind the scenes, we all know that a lot of promotion is the companies paying for that. So if they're paying for somebody to write a great article about them, Yeah, but you don't necessarily know if that's the case behind the scenes. So you like to do your check it out type of thing. So -hmm. a lot of people who listen to podcasts are listening to podcasts because they, at least if they're information seeking, they want to find if there's anything else that they didn't hear about yet or Mm -hmm. somebody else's perspective on the matter. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have an entertainment podcast or a podcast that's meant to be entertaining and educational, I, I think it's more about the interaction that you have with your guests. You know, you got to make them feel at home and have that chit chat unscripted, you know, let it be fun. You you were just on on my show, which I thank you very much for. And unscripted. We had a drinking game. We had a drinking game. We know it could still be going on, but it sounds like your dog Nacho's (laughs) is behaving or your friend's dog Nacho's behaving. No, my dog Nacho. Your dog Nacho. His friends are Casey and Pepe. And they're behaving. Casey and Pepe are being good. But anyways, we had a, you know, if you hear Nacho Bark or or Casey and Pepe, we wouldn't know the difference. I wouldn't know the difference. I would. You guys take a drink of whatever you're drinking. Mine's an oat milk latte from Three Little Birds Cafe next door. And and depending what time you're listening to this, what zone you're in, whatever drink it is, take a drink. But um, so yeah, that is the important thing is to have fun. Also, I like to use my podcast as as a connection piece to other amazing entrepreneurs out there and business leaders. And I like to use it to, for cross promotion. So, you know, we'll be putting this everywhere, tagging Jess, just getting the word out about what it is that 
she does. Um, so do you see an element of that and what your clients are doing with her podcast as well? Oh, absolutely. So, um, like, you know, we try to promote each other, especially the podcasts are included on the podcast network, which is like, besides the podcast production. I mean, I produce all the shows on the network, but at the same time, I do produce shows that are not a part of the network because they don't fall in line with our mission. Okay. But they're still great shows and I love to produce. So, um, but we do cross promote each other. So the shows that are not a part of it still promote me as a business. And I still promote Mm -hmm. their shows on our social media, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the business social media and all the other shows on the network promote each other pretty much all the time during our show. Like whether it's, Mm -hmm. Hey, check out all the other shows on the be the voice podcast network, or, you know, we have this new show that I've been producing for the past couple of months that we're actually adding to the network now because it's fan freaking tastic but we're going to actually help promote her for the next, you know, couple of episodes. So every podcast host on that network will be, Hey, and by the way, check out the new show that was just added to the be the voice podcast network lineup, you know? So this way we're all doing it. We all put it out on social media. We all tag Mm -hmm. each other and that's how you grow. You can't do everything by yourself and you can't be successful just on your own. Right. You know, I mean, you know, this, you, you have, teams that you work with. Right. And even though I do the podcast production aspect myself, I'm pushing my, my sales off to somebody else now, which is wonderful, but you do need that team. And my team comes in the way of promoting the, the podcast yeah. because that way they get a lot of listeners right. and my listeners promote me by sharing my mm-hmm. clips, sharing my videos, commenting on them because I say some sarcastic shit. I mean, let's be real. Like every, every promo clip that I put out there because they know my attitude, every promo clip I put out there is authentically me with no apologies. And after eight years, everybody expects that, which yeah. one, one day I feel like I should just dress up and like have a very, very and have nice like a bow tie on, you know, no, no, top hat. No, <laughs> no, no. If I like my hair too much and I don't look good in ties, I don't, I don't like to be constrained. No, I got a bow tie. I said a bow tie. Okay? Still constraining. <laughs> Still constraining. Yeah. Ties aren't my thing. Uh, listen, I, black t-shirts are my thing. That's, that's my, you know, what's funny. I don't know if you know this, but all I, all I wear is black. I, this is maybe like the uh, 10% Navy blue outfit that I have. And I wear black t-shirts all the time. I, I don't know if you know this. I will wear black until they make a color darker. And yet they did. What? What is it? Okay. So I'm going to tell you this because uh, the fact that you are a, a black clothing wearing person and yeah. fanatic such as myself. Yeah. I will say this. I was meeting some friends for happy hour. Well, this was like a lunchtime happy hour. So let's just premise that there. Cause we all decide to take the day off. It's of always happy hour. I, well, you know what? The older I get, the less I can stay up at night. So my happy hours have to move from like five to 12. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it goes. But I was sitting in there and we were having this conversation of why I always wear black. And I said, I'm going to wear black until they find a color darker. CNN comes out with a news story because I'm always scouring CNN at lunchtime and they have they put CNN on the TVs in the bar for me. That's yeah. how that's how likable I am. They change from sports to just CNN for just for me. And I'm in there and I'm watching and I'm looking and I'm watching and I'm looking. And Andrea Mitchell is on at 12. And she said, oh, look at this. They made a color that's darker than black. You can it actually like like makes a diamond disappear. Like you can't even see a diamond through it or on it. Like it's that Um, black. 
Interesting. And then I had to look it up on CNN because there was, uh, you know, an article written about it on CNN. And I said, I need now they're, they only make small swatches of this right now. And this is right before the pandemic this happened. But if they can make a whole T-shirt out of that, I'm down. I You're am down. down. I'm down, too. That's all if, I can wear. If they do that, I'm going to send you one as a gift. Yes. OK. And, and it's, um, it's all about like the minimalist mindset, too. I don't know about that, what it is for you. But first of all, I really like black. But second mm-hmm. of all, it just makes decisions so much easier. I just mm-hmm. it's black. I buy it. I don't have to pick the color. It's black. Like there's no question there. Mm-hmm. When I, I was so lucky because I I've always been like this. I was like, I was the first kid in school. I remember being in third grade and I walked into school and I had a rip in my jeans because I fell. But I apparently because of that, I was the first kid to wear ripped jeans in my elementary school. And I had a black t-shirt on and had a shirt tied around my waist. And this was like 1984, 85. I was the coolest kid in school at that point. And from that point on, always black t-shirt seriously from the time I was in third yep it was Mrs. Kennedy's class because she also made me eat seaweed out of the aquarium because I said something that I should not have said but yes that was different times uh, those were different times yeah that they still beat you for that (laughs) their kids didn't have loopholes then but but I I like the minimalist aspect and it makes it easier. But when I lived in Miami, I mean, when we had hurricanes and our electric would go out and I'd still have to, for some reason, get ready for work because online didn't exist yet. Right. All my clothes were black. Yeah. I never had to worry about what I was picking out at six o'clock in the morning to put on in the dark to drive up to Fort Lauderdale for work. Well, that's exactly right. Right now, you know, we, we've, we've had like this sickness go through the house, which wasn't COVID. Um mm-hmm. And so I've got toddlers crawling in my bed and at different hours of the night. And I also have teenagers who are up, you know, doing their homework. So I'm just having to pick my clothes and and no light whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't really go wrong. I'm just going to go this. It has to go together. It's black. And I like, I feel like I lucked out today. You know, actually my, my whole house pretty much except for like three rooms is in charcoal gray. I like it. Mine's actually what's surprising about my house is that Every single wall is white. And uh, in terms of decor, it's it's all white because my 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 mental process was I can bleach it. But the reality of actually keeping up with the bleaching is not an actual thing. Yeah, well, I during the during the pandemic, I decided to take the time and I redid my entire kitchen myself. Nice. And it was like the seafoam green because when I bought the house, that was like the one area I did not want to tackle yet. I did and it was like honey oak cabinetry and all this stuff. I redid the entire kitchen in white. I like everything. It. Mine's, I, mine's I, all white too. I did. I took all the cabinets apart. I refinished all of them. I did the walls. I have a black dog. And yeah, yeah that's, a lot of, <clears throat> that's a lot of black hair all over. Your and who can get very muddy and shakes. Yes. Right. So I'm not sure. I mean, like I have an equivalent situation. I'm not sure what I was thinking. And in fact, I was recently on Pittsburgh Today Live, as I'm sure you are too, Jess. You're very, I know that you have a lot of connections with with the media and they've asked me to come on again there. And they said, you know, we'd love to come to your house and see your organization, your minimalist, you know, mindset. And I was like, ah, Ah, uh, sure. And then you can have like thinking, like I got to repaint all the walls if it's gonna get picked up on. Uh, but it, 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 but as as far as like the simplicity of it, it is you know we are minimalistic, so it is fairly simple but to get it ready. Is it is it hard because you have like six kids or like five kids and the sixth on the way? I mean, like 
I mean, I know what Nacho, he will take every toy out of his toy box. Like every tennis no, ball will be no, around the house. We're and break minimalistic. So no, I, well, so I, am I, he's got a whole box of tennis balls <laughs> and just no other. Box. Yeah. Just one box, yes. like 17 tennis balls. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's not, I, I, you know, cause you come up with systems and schedules and shore charts and all that good stuff. And that's all part of the minimalist method too, is if the expectations are set, they're not going to meet the expectations yeah. every time, but they'll know what you expect of them. And at least like you can get a percentage there. You know um, what I like about being a minimalist? Yeah. I don't have to dust a lot. Exactly. There's not much to dust. There's, there's like, I love to clean, hate to dust. I don't like to clean or dust. So I, that's why I had five kids and I'm having a sixth one. Cause oh. you know, I can, I can, I feel like they're over done on the chores. They have too many chores each. So I had to have a sixth one to like give more chores. Of st- I'm just kidding. I'm totally I figured, kidding. I figured cleanliness <laughs> is next to godliness and I'm sure as hell ain't going to be godly. So right. right. I got to take um, second place in that one. Right. Um, so this is, we've just shown the, the perfect example of you've got to uh, have an element on your podcast of educational, juicy things that are nourishing the brain of your listeners, but you've also got to have a fun and a a cadence to it and a candid element to it. So we've just shown you that perfectly, which is exactly Jess's zone of genius. And so if they want to listen to your podcast and if they want to find out how can they get their own podcast produced by you, Mm -hmm. first of all, tell them when they can uh, count on your podcast being on. Mm-hmm. at Drinks with Jess. And then also, how do they find you if they are looking for a podcast producer? Okay, great. So um, as far as Drinks with Jess is concerned, we're on every podcast platform, you know, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. Uh, we also do a video version on YouTube. So you can just look up Drinks with Jess and you'll find us there. Um, and you can go to dwjphl.com for some of our archive shows. We've had some great guests over the years, whether they were business owners or celebrities or activists. So, uh, if you want to check out some of those old shows, you can, uh, but if you are interested in podcast production or even vodcast production, if you have a podcast and you want to take it to the video level with graphics and all that crazy stuff, then you can just go to branisenterprises.com. That's B-R-A-N-A-S enterprises.com and you can contact us through there and uh, we'll be sure to make it happen. We just, our focus is making sure that everybody knows how powerful their voice can be. Absolutely. And to share your message mm-hmm. out, out loud. Out That's loud. right. Awesome. Thanks just for being here. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. If you are on a platform that allows for commenting, Jess will be tagged. And so if you have any questions about podcasting or any comments about her sarcastic sense of humor, <laughs> we want to hear it and let us, and, and we just, we want to hear from you. Let's build this community with podcasts with you involved. Bye everyone.